This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. A season like none before has yielded an offseason with the uncertainties and questions to match. We'll keep you up to date on things in baseball and with your team on the Twins Hot Stove Show. The Twins Hot Stove Show is presented by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Here's the host of the Hot Stove Show, Chris Atterbury. Well, hello and welcome to another winter. It's the Twins Hot Stove Show. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. And the hot stove went from ice cold to an absolute uh, inferno here in about 24 hours, as we will discuss with our guest today, Derek Falvey. Appreciate you listening wherever you're listening, however you're listening, whenever you're listening to the Twins Hot Stove Show, and we'll join you with a new episode every Wednesday throughout the course of this offseason. Let's start with some congratulations and some departures. J.P. Martinez, who did such an amazing job running the summer camp in St. Paul last year, that he's been plucked by the San Francisco Giants as their assistant pitching coach. And former twin Trevor May also has a new home, so he'll be taking this act on the road. And the pitch, he got him, strike three, 96 on Suarez, and he goes all Bo Jackson here. Snapping that bat in two. May strikes out the side, throwing heat. Yeah, Trevor May going to be throwing heat now for the New York Mets. He will be reunited with one of my all-time favorites, Jeremy Hefner, who, of course, is the uh, uh, pitching coach there with the New York Mets. Congratulations to Trevor. So some changes afoot, and the guy to talk about the roster for the Minnesota Twins and some of those changes is Derek Falvey. And Derek, change is part of the deal when it comes to baseball, and we wish Trevor May the best. He had a great run here. And also, J.P. Martinez, probably a guy not a lot of Twins fans know about, but somebody who also left a pretty uh, healthy dose of fingerprints on this club. Uh, there's no doubt. I, I think one of the signs of, we've talked about this before, Chris, one of the signs of us doing some things well along the way in a healthy organization and a growing organization is that sometimes you lose people to, to great opportunities elsewhere that you don't have for them here. And in J.P.'s case, he's been uh, he's been a tremendous asset for us in the pitching uh, pitching department in the minor leagues as our, our assistant pitching coordinator, uh, helping to to establish the foundational principles for all our young pitchers. And uh, this was a chance, a very unique one for him to go into the big leagues and into the bullpen out in San Francisco. Uh, we're, we're thrilled for him. You know, we, we felt like this was a tremendous opportunity. We advocated for him once Gabe Kapler and, and Farhan Zaidi reached out. So uh, I'm happy for him. He's got a major league opportunity. As for the folks who will be twins, Derek, this is a crazy time, a conversion of elements. We're going to have an announcement of a whole new affiliate structure between Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball. Uh, We've got the non-tender deadline coming up literally uh, within an hour here in Major League Baseball. So let's start there. And the name on everybody's lips and people wondering about uh, is this guy. For Eddie. And he swings and bangs one high and deep to left field. Crisp going back. Has he done it? He's homered. What a moment for Eddie Rosario, his first big league swing. 
That's how it started for Eddie Rosario in a Twins uniform. A lot of big moments between then and now. A tough decision when it comes to contract situation. Explain to people the process and how you guys approach this in terms of who you have to tender a contract to and kind of some of the specifics and where we are literally to the minute with Eddie Rosario. Yeah, so every year when you go through the arbitration conversations, uh, there's there's some players that, that get maybe toward the back end of the of their time under control in, in that process uh, where you have to make a tender or a non-tender decision. Eddie's one year away from free agency, and we felt like for us with where we are as, a, as an organization, uh, with our depth in the corner outfield, with our needs going into this offseason, felt like there was an opportunity potentially to, uh, to, to add to the roster in a few different ways. Um, and it's, it means nothing about how we feel about Eddie uh, historically or even present, but in the tender process, you're kind of locked into a salary structure. And uh, now that he, he will go into the free agency pool, it doesn't rule out our, our chance to continue to chat with him about the, about the potential going forward, uh, but it, it does remove you from the, the, the restrictions of that salary structure. So ultimately, we're, we're going to go back into free agency. We've got a few needs to fill along the way. Uh, but we, we very much appreciate everything Eddie has done for this team. And we're really excited about some of the other young kids that are going to come up and, and impact us along the way. I want to build on that last part because the number of what Eddie was due to receive somewhere in the neighborhood of $10 million, uh, really, in a typical year, that's not a crazy amount of money for a player of Eddie's caliber. People will talk an awful lot about the economic impact of COVID-19 and the lost season of fans, uh, the way that it's going to affect free agency and the trade market even. But is it more so in this case with Rosario about the fact that your best prospects play the same position? Would we be having this conversation about Eddie's salary in this situation if you know Rooker, Kirilov, and Larnick all played infield? I think that's a good point, uh, Chris. You know, when we look at our roster, you have to start to think about where you're going to plug in uh, different young players as they come up and impact you. Uh, nobody builds their team entirely through free agency, and and we're certainly not going to build it just entirely through young players alone. So we need to blend those conversations. And we do feel we have real impact coming in the major leagues uh, at those positions in the corner outfield spots. So uh, with Alex Kirloff, as you just mentioned, and, and Trevor Larnick and Brent Rooker and others who you know, we feel are, are on the way here, um, that makes it difficult. But but these, these decisions have to get made when you're thinking about where you're going to allocate some of your money in free agency and, and where you need to upgrade. So we're excited about those young players. Uh, and, and 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 looking forward to what they're going to contribute going forward uh, with this club. Even pre-COVID, we saw a trend, really, where a lot of what I would call middle-aged players, instead of cashing in for what they've done in the past, were finding one-year deals or two-year deals or minor league invites. Do you see that continuing as a trend in roster building? You always have your superstars, your Josh Donaldson-type salaries, but you have to get production on rookie-level salaries from players, along with those guys kind of in the middle, uh, to be competitive and build a full, deep roster? I, we definitely see our roster as having three phases, so to speak. You've got you've got those elite players, those guys at the top end that you just mentioned, the Josh Donaldsons, the players who were in free agency and have uh, achieved at such a high level. Then you have those players that we're talking about in arbitration, guys that are uh, maturing, have been around for a few years now, have impacted your club you know, over multiple seasons. But that young crop has to come up and step up and, and impact you. And I, we've seen that over the last few years. A number of the players that have contributed to our success over the last two seasons have been those young players who matured into that next phase. So we need to create those opportunities for some of the young players that are part of a, a really good, strong minor league system that will help continue to allow us to sustain that competitiveness year in and year out.
With the other guys who are due to be tendered or potentially non-tendered this year, do you see any uh, anything weird going on, or do you feel pretty comfortable that, and I'll probably miss some, Barrios, Buxton, Duffy's already signed, Taylor Rogers, I think Mitch Garver's on that list, Matt Whistler's on that list, uh, and Caleb Thielbar was a pre-arb guy that you guys locked up. Do you see any complications moving forward with that group? Yeah, we right now are in active negotiations. We'll continue to even past the tender date. You know, oftentimes these negotiations carry on and through up into January. So uh, we we would expect to continue to have that the dialogue with each of those players you mentioned. You also added some guys to your roster because that's another element that's kind of got under the radar this year, and it's going to be a wild year in terms of Rule Five and who's protected and and who's not. Odd because you had to protect a lot of guys last year kind of proactively but you did add three to your 40-man roster were there others that were right on the cusp oh there certainly were i mean we feel like we have one of the better uh systems in the minor leagues you know across all 30 clubs and that's not just our own internal feeling some of the the public rankings whether it's baseball america or mlb.com feel that way too so we're excited about the prospect depth we have which makes for really challenging conversations as you go into the roster protect date you've got guys you know you're going to leave unprotected uh, that might get selected. Our our thought process this go round, just given where our team is, the competitiveness, we needed to leave open some slots on our 40 man for potential free agents going forward. And we also recognize that some of the players we left unprotected are A ball level type players, lower level players who we feel really good about in the future, but maybe look at it and say they might not be ready for for the big leagues next year, especially because they missed a whole season worth of of games and development this year. So we know it's a risk. We know we could lose some players in a Rule Five draft. Uh, we're hopeful we don't, but ultimately we it's a it's a difficult decision. We've got to try and find a way to manage our forty man as best we can. Yeah, Jordan Bailey and Ben Roardfed all added to that roster, so a couple of more pitchers protected on your forty man affiliates. It's a big topic right now, and I know nothing's official, but certainly a lot of uh, speculation that my old club, the St. Paul Saints, will be leaving their wild indie days behind. If you're looking for a perfect affiliate, you want proximity, uh, you want great facilities, and you want good people. Uh, And that's an organization that I can speak from experience that aces that test on all counts. Uh, There's no doubt. And and I I now can speak from experience on that because of the uh, secondary site usage this year. Uh, I didn't have a lot of experience with the the Saints historically. I obviously know so much about the franchise and what it means to, to this region, the Twin Cities. But uh, we got a chance to utilize their facility uh, to train our guys this year during our, our unique season. And uh, to see everything, the way they run over there, the field, the quality, uh, while I didn't see fans in the stands, I can imagine what that would look like on an, on an every night basis. And uh, ultimately, you know, we'll see where this all stacks up and, and ends up lining up. But I'm hopeful and, and optimistic that uh, we're looking at that as a, a really great partner for us for a long time to expand the reach of professional baseball here in the Twin Cities and all across Minnesota. Yeah, the discussion on kind of how this has all come about and the restructuring of the relationship between Major League Baseball and the minor leagues, that's for another time, another program. But from your vantage point, trying to develop a, a, an entire organization and win as a big league organization, how important is it to to have your guys closer to home, more centrally located? Well, it will add a, a unique dimension to development at the major and minor league levels for us. And uh, what I mean by that is when you have your minor league coaches uh, going to an affiliate, your your coordinators coming through, people there. Oftentimes, they're connecting with the major league environment by way of uh, you know phone or 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 Zoom or otherwise. 
Uh, and now we get a chance to bring some, some minor league coaches over to the big league environment. We get some of our major league guys on an off day, say, uh, to potentially be able to go over there and, and interact. So I think the proximity will allow for a lot more uh, alignment and, and, and synergy between the, the two levels. And you can't ask for anything uh, better than being able to do that in person. So uh, should this line up and should this uh, ultimately come to, to fruition the way we hope, uh, I'm, I'm really excited about what that will afford for, uh, for what we can do at the, both the major and minor league levels in terms of connecting our development. And again, hopefully by next week, we'll be able to officially speak not only about what's going on with the AAA affiliate, but the entire affiliate roster for the Minnesota Twins. Derek Falvey is our guest. He'll be sticking around. Now, we're also going to be offering up some auction items and make great holiday gifts. Stephanie Johnson is going to stop by and talk about that in our next segment. And then we're going to welcome one of you. We're going to welcome a Twins fan into this Zoom. We'll do a little Derek Falvey Zoom drop-in on Evan in Apple Valley and see what Evan has to say to the Twins boss. We'll talk about all that as we continue. It's the Twins Hot Stove Show brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how memories are created and legends are made. More on the way next on your home for Twins Baseball. Well, welcome back once again. It's the inaugural edition of the 2020 Twins Hot Stove Show brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. We appreciate you joining us wherever you're listening, however you're listening, and whenever you're listening. And for this particular segment, the win, the win kind of matters. Now, normally throughout the course of the winter, whether it's on Twins Winter Caravan or at Twins Fest, you have an option, an opportunity to interact with people from the Twins front office, with players. And of course, we wrap up Twins Fest with the big auction benefiting the Twins Community Fund. Obviously, we can't do that this year. So, because we have really smart people like Stephanie Johnson from the Twins Community Fund, we're going to give you an opportunity to participate and fill that auction Jones that you might have during the course of the pandemic right here on the Twins Hot Stove Show. What we're going to do is we're going to put out some items for bid. I believe it's the first show of every month. And then you'll have the month to bid on them. And then you'll have a chance to uh, walk away with some great items. So I welcome Stephanie now into the conversation. And Stephanie, did I get that right? Is that basically how we're going to do this? That's the plan. Yeah, thanks for having me, Chris. We are excited to um, bring an opportunity to raise some money for our Twins Community Fund, as well as give our fans an opportunity to um, bid on some really cool memorabilia from twins, both present and former, and uh, maybe future twins as well. So um, we'll be launching an auction at the first hot stove show of every month, like you said, and then that auction will run through um, the end of the last show of each month. So in December, it'll be a little short. because of the holidays, we'll uh, wrap up our first auction on the 16th, but we'll have new items in January and then new items again in February. All right. So we hit the year on a Wednesday, the 2nd of December, and that's Mm -hmm. when the auction will go live. It'll go through the 16th. So you have a chance to get everything under the tree in time for Christmas. How do they find the auction? How do people bid? Yes, you can visit uh, twinsbaseball.com slash hot stove auction. Um, and there will be, we've got three items up for bid here in December um, that we're excited about. And then that same URL um, all off season long for new items and things like that. So right, twinsbaseball.com well, cool slash hot stove auction. Yep. All right. Sorry. To, I, I got too excited about the hot <laughs> stove auction. The first item, people joke about what do you get for somebody who has everything? Well, Sergio Romo signed jersey. That seems like a pretty good option, right? Yeah, so this is cool. This was worn by Sergio during the 2019 season. So it's a 2019 
game game worn jersey by Sergio Romo. It's autographed by Sergio. He signed it on the back, um, and it's got that postseason 2019 postseason patch on it and the whole deal. So um, pretty cool and uh, fun for a fun guy um, and uh, a fun item that's um, definitely unique. So. Now, what jersey do we go with? Is it the the white? Are we pinstripe blue? It's the what home white. Yep. So you can see all the yep. beard hairs. Yeah. Right, in the, in <laughs> yeah. the white jersey. Yeah. So if, if the Sergio Romo jersey isn't quite your thing, and I don't know why it wouldn't be, uh, you've also got a great package involving the Twins rotation. Yeah, so we have four baseballs in our starting pitchers baseball bundle. So we have baseballs autographed by members of the 2020 Twins starting rotation. Jake Odorizzi, Kenta Maeda, Jose Barrios, and Michael Pineda um, each signed a baseball. And so that um, bundle comes with all four of those baseballs from so no, our 20. No Matt starter. Whistler baseball, though, in the rotation. No. Okay. Openers no, not yeah, included. I think <laughs> openers and others not included. So four, four of the more, um, you know, consistent guys in our rotation. And, and certainly but, it's a yeah. great group. It's a great group. Yeah. And what a season that Maeda had. Uh, Odo mm-hmm. was riddled with injuries, but has been such a big part of the Twins the last couple of years. Barrios, a perennial all-star now. And, of course, uh, Big Mike, probably some sweat on that baseball if Big Mike uh, was going to sign it. And for the person who wants to be a little more retro, a little more vintage, uh, you dug into the archives. I don't know if you found this in your, your attic while you were cleaning it out during the pandemic or what, but tell us about this last item. Yeah, so this last one is really cool. So it's a Jim Tomey bobblehead and baseball. So a few years ago when Jim Tomey was inducted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame, uh, the Twins made a bobblehead that harkened back to his longtime Twins fans will probably remember a television advertisement that aired. I want to say it was 2010, but it might have been 2011 of Jim Tomey dressed up like Paul Bunyan with Babe the Blue Ox walking through Target Field. And so um, the bobblehead is a bobble of that using that commercial as kind of the uh, thing. But anyway, Jim signed the bobblehead um, on the helmet and it also comes, that package also comes with a baseball signed by Jim as well. So really cool for a fan favorite, National Baseball Hall of Famer. He was only a twin for a couple of seasons, but definitely left a huge mark on twins territory. So it's a pretty fun item for a, a pretty a pretty cool guy. Very cool guy. A very cool item. I will note that his co-star in that commercial, Michael Kadair, not included. He is sold separately uh, if you're going to bid on this particular (laughs) package. So, again, you can get your bids in now, uh, and it goes through the 16th. And then, Stephanie, let's say somebody wins the bid. Will you be reaching out to let them know? Yes. If you are the winning bidder, you will get an email um, that'll be automatically generated once the auction closes, letting you know that you were the top bidder. And then I'll be reaching out to confirm things like shipping address and that sort of stuff following the auction. Um, And we'll try and get that stuff shipped out as quickly as possible to try and get it to everyone for the holidays in case it's a gift. So, um, but yeah, you'll, the auction will close the evening of the 16th and you should be hearing us, uh, hearing from us um, sometime on the 17th if you are the top bidder. And I'm very excited to say we'll be hearing from you again in early January as we're going to get together every month throughout the course of the winter here on the Twins Hot Stove Show brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. All right, Steph, you got a month and so do I to get a new Zoom outfit before we do our next show. We'll take a break when we come back. Well, more fan interaction, an immersive experience as a big fan from Twins territory puts Derek Falvey on the hot seat. That's next. It's the Twins Hot Stove Show and your home for Twins baseball.
Welcome back to the Twins Hot Stove Show. Again, our thanks to Stephanie Johnson for stopping by, and we encourage you to check out twinsbaseball.com for those auction items, as we'll be uh, granting winners uh, of those items in time for the holiday giving season on December 16th. The show is brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, and our next guest is going to earn himself a Killebrew Root Beer prize pack, Evan Galshoot, a senior at Apple Valley High School with an impeccable taste in baseball teams and decor uh, as he uh, features a great target field shot in his room. Joining us today to drop in on a Zoom with Derek Falvey. Evan, not a lot of high school seniors get a chance to ask the boss of a Major League Baseball club their question. I cede the floor to you so Derek can finally get asked a good question. (laughs) Yeah, thank you, Chris. Um, Derek, you, along with the rest of your uh, analytics and coaching staff, had a really good job. Have done a really good job the past couple of years finding under the radar pitchers and specifically bullpen pitchers like Ryan Harper and Matt Whistler to play uh, good role player uh, positions, and you've developed them into into really good players in that respect. So when you're combing through the wire for wire, undrafted free agents, and all that, what is a statistic or a combination of statistics that you look for to determine if you feel like a guy has more than meets the eye? That's oh, a it's a great question, Evan. It's something that I think for those who work in baseball operations and spend a lot of time, these are the, these are the fun conversations we have internally. It's uh, uh, while, while the focus oftentimes, and for good reason, is on uh, big name free agents and, and what happens in the trade market, uh, sometimes it's these decisions and, and these low level, um, you know, kind of flyers, so to speak, as you try and figure out what the bottom of your roster is going to look like. Those are the difference makers over the course of a season. I, I believe that depth allows you a chance to sustain over a course of a year when you have injuries and you have guys uh, who don't perform quite to the level you would have expected. You need the players like Ryan Harper and Matt Whistler and others to step up and take on that role. So I think of guys over the last few years that we've, we've grabbed. And let me talk, let me talk about Matt more specifically Whistler. You know, Matt was somebody who had been a starter and had been in the bullpen. He was somebody who we knew had a really good arm, but he had a really good slider. And not only did he have a good slider in terms of the characteristics of what made it good in terms of the movement profile, the swing and missability with it, but he could throw for strikes and he could throw for strikes pretty consistently, almost in any count. And so our view of him, you know, was that we thought if we could up the, the usage of that, maybe pitch a little differently than what people think uh, is, is traditional for a fastball slider guy you'd get a lot more value out of, out of the way he went and pitched. And uh, Matt bought in right from the get-go when, when we acquired him. We claimed him on waivers, uh, had a conversation with him, talked to him about it, and Matt said, I'm in. Whatever you guys think will make me the, the best version of, of myself, uh, we'll do it. So we got, to, we got to work on it in the offseason, got to spring training, and he ultimately uh, succeeded. And I think, you know, you asked the question about one step, but I think really what, what it means is what are the unique traits, characteristics, or, or individual strengths that a player has? How can we better accentuate those strengths? We don't always just attack weaknesses. You know, the development isn't about always fixing what's wrong. Sometimes it's let's take what a guy does really well. Let's figure out how he can do it better. And I think in Matt's case and in Ryan's case too, uh, we found a way to tap into to those strengths. So uh, there's no one stat, but it's it's something that we're constantly looking to try and do. So I appreciate the question. Yeah, that's a great question, Evan. Do you have any more advice for for Derek? Anybody you got your eye on? You can't wait to see this year. Well, you know, I'm uh, I'm excited to hopefully. I know it's it's not official. See the Saints in uh, St. Paul. That that'll be fun. So. All right. Well, we hope to see you not only there but at Target Field at some point this summer. Evan Galshoot joining us from Apple Valley High School. Go to your homework. <laughs> That's Evan Galshoot joining for- us. <laughs> 
and asking a great question and a really good answer there from Derek Falvey. And if you'd like to participate like Evan, he set the bar pretty high every week here on the Hot Stove Show. We don't get to come out this year and do caravan stops, Derek. We don't get to take questions at banquets. So we're going to allow fans to join us here on the Hot Stove Show. And whether it's you or Thad or any other guest here on the program, uh, folks like Evan have an awful lot to add. And we're excited to have them be a part of our show throughout the course of the year. About 30 seconds here, Derek. Uh, you got uh, winter meetings coming up again virtually in the next week. Do you expect this to be as glacial in pace uh, as everybody is forecasting, or is there going to be a flurry of moves for the Twins in the near future? You know what? I think the next uh, the next week or so, you know, with the tender deadline tonight and with us approaching what would have normally been our, our winter meetings time, I think we'll get a much better sense of that. Early on, I think, like everybody, we're, we're trying to – piece together what next year will look like right now. And, and as the more conversations we have, the more clarity we get, I'm hopeful that we have a little bit more action here in the coming weeks. Now, we appreciate you joining us here today on what is obviously a busy day. That's Derek Falvey on behalf of Stephanie Johnson and Evan Galshoot. My name is Chris Atterbury. You can join us every Wednesday. You can find us wherever you find your Twins podcast. And you can always find the Twins Hot Stove Show from Killebrew Root Beer right here on your home for Twins Baseball. You've been listening to the Twins Hot Stove Show, sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of a Treasure Island Baseball Network.